I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey guys, how's your week? What you been up to? How's life? I hope it's great. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. I am continually talking about the same things it feels like like I said I mean if God's teaching me something he's usually teaching it to me over and over in a hundred different ways just to make sure I'm getting it because I usually don't get it and then I gotta practice it and apply it and learn it and then new things happen um does it happen to you when like God's teaching you something um you're like hey that's really cool and then he's like now it's time to apply what you learned and you're like I don't like that part (laughs) so Um, God's just been doing a really cool work in my life and I'm very thankful. So the title of this episode is flight, fight, freeze, or fawn. Um, and I have been familiar with three of those four. I haven't heard the fawn. I think that was probably something lately they have added to the list. Um, but this episode is mainly just how do we respond to confrontations, disagreements, disturbances to peace, um, whether it's in our life or even, you know, our neighbors. Sometimes if other people's drama is going on and it's just between them, it's still, you know, you're observing it. It affects you in some way. Sometimes you need to step in, sometimes you don't. Um, And so right now, though, I think it's good to focus on ourselves. Like what happens when we are having a confrontation in our life or, Um, just something in a relationship with someone where it's not unified. We're not of one mind and one accord. And so what do we need to do? Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, my advice would always be let the dust settle. (laughs) Um, let it calm down for a minute. Um, when we are in our emotions and we usually see ourselves as being right because that's why we're fighting for whatever reasons usually because we're right and they're wrong in some sort of stance and sometimes it's good just to step back and calm down and give room to the holy spirit right so you don't want your flesh to jump in there and just start driving the bus off the cliff um but i i would like to say it has been in my dysfunctional decision making I guess if you want to say it that way before where I kind of would take that to a new level where now I'm just avoiding things it's like yeah let's just settle down let's just calm down and let's ignore it (laughs) how about that is that good if we just don't talk about it nobody can get mad and that's usually not the case right you are still mad it's just inside you festering and getting infected and gross and angrier than ever before Um, And now you're dying. So uh, I do want to read James chapter 1 verse 19. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. So obviously there's wisdom in the Bible. There's wisdom in that. So we need to be quick to listen, slow to wrath. Um, Wrath is usually us being angry and acting in that um, for our own flesh sake. Not usually for God's righteousness, not because we're offended in his behalf. It's because somebody offended us. So we need to be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Um, And then back to the flight, fight, freeze, or fawn. Uh, If you go to Psychology Today's website, the way that they define it is the most well-known responses to trauma are the fight, flight, or freeze responses. However, 
There is a fourth possible response, the so-called fawn response. Flight includes running or fleeing the situation. Fight is to become aggressive. And freeze is to literally become incapable of moving or making a choice. The fawn response involves immediately moving to try to please a person to avoid any conflict, end quote. Um, I think if we, you know, can kind of reflect on what we do, we probably fit into one of those categories, if not all four in different ways, um, depending on who the person is or what the situation is. And a while back, you know, in my early 20s, um, I had gotten counseling and, you know, was trying to move through some situations and the way I was like dysfunctional and trying to work through all that. Um, and it started off as a Christian counselor and then I ended up seeing a secular counselor, but truth be told, they are both very much the same. Um, the only difference was the Christian counselor would give me, uh, certain scriptures to comfort, you know, or certain worship songs, um, and kind of, you know, isn't God good? Doesn't he love us? Right. And the secular counselor would, you know, kind of give the same advice about things, but maybe not point to different verses of comfort, but relatively, uh, their advice was pretty much the same, which was based on your feelings, based on, uh, you know, just human wisdom, honestly. And I think that it is very important to note that secular counseling and psychology, which is what Christian counselors also use, is um, just human wisdom. It usually avoids the Bible as far as really saying, hey, you know, I think you feel this way because there's this sin in your life and God wants you to repent. And this is the way that God can help you through that. And this is the way that you can be right with the Lord. And this is going to actually help bring you out of your depression, of your pit of despair, because you're actually not living in God's will by doing these things. That might actually solve the problem for a lot of people if that was the advice. But if you go to a Christian counselor or a secular counselor who has their, you know, degrees in psychology, it's going to be from a human wisdom perspective and not really actually getting down to the root cause. Um, there is this meme that has been going around. It says, things Jesus never said, listen to your heart, be true to yourself, trust your gut, feel good about who you are, happiness is what matters, just be a good person. Things Jesus actually said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Luke 9, 23. I thought that was very appropriate to what the world tells us and what a lot of counselors say. And I think um, it's very interesting to talk about past situations because a lot of times, as we know, um, childhood and sins of our fathers and um, just choices that we've made, sin that we've lived in, do affect how we are. And so it's not that it's not worth looking into and talking about, but we've got to stop talking about our feelings and, you know, oh, poor you, you're right. That was a really hard thing for you to go 
through and I just think that you're doing great now and you know God just wants you to be happy go live your best life that's not going to really help you that's not going to get to the root cause that's not going to help you grow and it's very uh, important to see exactly how you're going to heal and grow that's going to be through the Lord and the Bible has you know the answers there um, one of the other advice that counselors will give or the world is, hey, you know, there's all these triggers in your life. You have PTSD from, you know, these things that have happened to you in your past. And so it's very important that you avoid your triggers. What? <laughs> no, that, that might sound like a good idea, uh, but that's not going to actually help you heal and grow. That's going to um, help you build a little bubble wrap world around yourself uh, to where you have to avoid a lot of everything instead of facing things with the Lord and by his spirit you are um, being able to handle these things and grow and let God do the work um, and then you're able to move without fear if not you're just going to be living in like a crippled state if that makes sense, in my experience. Uh, another thing that we end up saying is, well, I just can't help it. You know, that's just who I am. That's just how I was made, and I just can't help it. And so, um, you know, I, for example, depression is a big thing. Well, I just can't help it because, you know, I have depression, and that's just what I have. And so, you know, I can try to do things to not trigger my depression and it's really like, but why are you depressed? Can we talk about that? Is there a lifestyle that you're living or choices that you've made that now you have consequences to your actions and now you feel depressed? <laughs> you're not happy because you kind of uh, made a mess of things. Or, you know, maybe there were consequences of other people's sin in your life that was done to you that you had nothing to do with. And their, their sin choices has um, affected you but let's talk about that let's not talk about it being a situation that is just incapable of um, healing and moving forward with usually if I may say it's going to be uh, prescribed with some kind of medication you're depressed it's just something genetically you have here's some medication um, and we can talk about your feelings next week Am I right? I know this is touchy. People are like, oh, Christians, you know, you're not uh, allowing people to get medication and really help and heal themselves. Hey, you know what? If it really is some kind of genetic issue where they really have a chemical imbalance in your brain, if you can prove that, then, hey, let's, let's look at that. Let's talk about it. But a lot of times, if you're going to talk about the root cause and the root problem, it's going to be... Um, something that can be healed from because it's really about getting right with the Lord or trusting him and walking forward like y'all can disagree with me hard I feel like some of y'all are listening to this being like oh she's crazy she's wrong message me about it email me about it let's talk about it um Proverbs 25 verse 28 he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls that's one of the scriptures that God convicted me for uh, a while back because I would lose my temper a lot and oh, I just can't help it you know I was raised a certain way and this is just how we deal with stuff and you know I got temper we got temper well if he didn't say this well if she didn't do that 
then I wouldn't have lost my temper. Then I wouldn't have said that. And so you play the blame game. You don't take responsibility. And this verse is saying, you know, if you don't have rule over your own spirit, it's like a city that is broken down with wa- without walls. What's the point of it? What are you doing? <laughs> and Ephesians 4.26, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. That is... Um, important in so many different ways not just because it's saying be angry and sin not that's important God's not mad that you're mad (laughs) he's not saying hey it's a sin to be angry he's saying uh, you can be angry but don't sin in your anger Um, and then let not the sun go down upon your wrath how many times do we take our anger and our issues let it fester the sun goes down we carry it into the next day Um, so I don't know if y'all have heard of nuthetic counseling but it is, well, I will just let you know. If you go to newthetic.org, which is N-O-U-T-H-E-T-I-C.org, and I'll link that in the show notes, um, this is the way they describe what newthetic counseling is. is all scripture is breathed out by God and useful for teaching, for conviction, for correction, for discipline, training, and righteousness in order to fit and fully equip the man from God for every good task. That's 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. And it goes on to say, The Nuthetic Counselor believes that all that is needed to help another person love God and his neighbor as he should, as the verse above indicates, may be found in the Bible. So they're using, oh, end quote, they're using the Bible to counsel other people and saying, hey, um, life is complicated, relationships are weird. But I believe we can find all the answers in the Bible. So let's go through and see what God's word has to say. Because if we believe this is the word of God, and we believe God is sovereign, and he knows all, and he is full of wisdom, then we should be able to find all the answers to any problems in the word of God. And I believe that myself. There is another meme. This guy, uh, John Mason, and his, I don't know if this is Twitter, Instagram, (laughs) It's at living God's truth. And he says, Christianity does not progress with the times. If it did, it would be a false religion. Do not be deceived into thinking there is a progressive form of Christianity. It doesn't exist because the truth never changes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. End quote. And you probably are like, what did that have to do with anything? Um, But just with all this human wisdom going around and these safe spaces and trigger warnings and... Um, not really taking responsibility for your feelings and actions for yourself and not worrying about having a right relationship with God, worrying about your rights and worrying about your happiness and all that kind of stuff. And so I would challenge you that if you're getting counseling and it's from somebody who's not a newthetic counselor that you examine and say, hey, are they pointing me to the Bible? If I believe in Christ and I'm a Christ follower and I know of Christ because of the Bible and I believe that God's word um, is sovereign, then when I'm getting help for my life and advice for my life, um, is it biblical? Is what they're saying contrary at all to the word of God? Because the Bible says the heart is deceitful, but I guarantee you that counselors talk more about your heart and your feelings and how it's right and trust your gut and all that stuff than they do anything else. So just some words of caution. Uh, There is a book. I will also link to this book. I'm just like reading everybody's stuff today. Um, But it's J.E. Adams, and he also helped found found, uh, the newthetic.org 
website, but he wrote a book called Competent to Counsel. And here are some excerpts that he wrote that really helps me because I am either I'm going to get really mad and be aggressive and like tell you off or I'm going to shut down and hide and avoid it or I'm going to run. I guess it's also an avoiding thing. I don't know, maybe a fawn sometimes where like you want to just people please like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking just to not have a conflict. Um, so this really helped me. He writes, uh, Paul's instruction cuts through all of this. He says that Christians must not allow one single day to pass with unresolved anger stored in their hearts. The principle is clearly set forth. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, every day Christians must handle the problems that have arisen. This does not mean that others must be confronted about every sin which they have committed. There are many matters that can be covered over by love. As Peter says, quoting Proverbs, love covers a multitude of sins. Yet there are some things that cannot be set to rest simply by covering them with love. They continue to rattle around down inside. They fester and eat away. Such problems need to be settled daily by personal confrontation. They should not be carried over to the next day. What can't be covered with love can't be covered with blankets. Time alone does not heal. It is more likely to cause the wound to become infected. Paul speaks in the same spirit as our Lord who said that Christians should not worry about tomorrow's problems because sufficient unto the day is the trouble thereof. No one's shoulders are broad enough to bear the weight of tomorrow's problems. Neither are they able to carry yesterday's resentments. God wants problems handled one day at a time, and every problem must be dealt with on time. Differences must be covered by love or dealt with directly so that the members of the one body may function properly together. One who arbors resentments within, but acts as if nothing were wrong, lies and does not speak truth with his neighbor. End quote. So, my goodness. How many times do we avoid things um, or act like things are okay or just um, even in our anger handle things and don't really resolve it within that day? And that, I don't know, I feel like at least in our culture, it might be the same, just human wide everywhere. Um, but at least in our culture, we definitely are not trying to deal with things and have them resolved in the same day. Things drag on forever. We're seeking counsel from everybody else. We're, you know, avoiding it, deferring it, whatever we need to do. And either we're acting like things are fine or we're burning bridges, right? We're acting a lot in our flesh. Um, so I think we need to make sure that we are praying uh can i say that can i say that sounds like an easy answer that we're praying uh but when if we want to think the way god thinks we're going to read the bible and if we're going to want to not live in our flesh we're going to be praying and asking god to help us to live in the spirit to give us his strength his grace his wisdom to handle these things um whether you're having issues with your spouse with a friend uh with somebody anywhere anywhere um, it's so important that you deal with whatever issue, whether they know about it or they don't, it's just an issue in your heart that you have it resolved in that day before it carries into the next day. Cause that's when Satan can get a foothold. 
Uh, 1 Corinthians 10.13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. So God is not going to leave you alone. You know what everybody says, like, God's not going to give you more than you can handle. And that that verse is telling you, actually, (laughs) God is going to be the one to handle it for you. So if you're in a situation, count on God to help get you through it. But you don't need to count him out because that's not going to help you get you through it. That's going to be you trying to deal with it yourself. So you need to count on him to get you through it. Pray, seek his face. Um, humble yourself, man, it's so hard to resolve issues when you're full of pride and you see your side and you're right and they're wrong and whatever. That's not from a humble standpoint. Our standpoint needs to say, say like, Hey God, you're worthy. Your glory is what I want to live for. So my agenda or my, um, pride and what I think is right. And all this kind of stuff, it's not based in your word. Then like, I want to be humble about it. And I want to say, God, Whatever you want to do here, I am willing to lay down my opinion and my uh, selfishness to want to be right so that I don't give Satan a foothold and so that I can give you honor and glory. Um, we need to wait in the Lord. We don't need to just use our human wisdom, right? Psalm twenty-seven, fourteen: wait in the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say unto the Lord. A lot of times, what do we want to do? We get mad and then we want to make a hasty decision. <laughs> and usually those decisions are not full of God's wisdom. It's like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to do this and I'm tired of it and I've had enough and I am ready to make a decision. We need to wait in the Lord for that. Psalm 123:2. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. So if you're going to wait upon the Lord, he's going to renew your strength. He's going to help get you through it. He's going to help you resolve that issue in the same day without you getting all hasty and fleshy and, you know, prideful, selfish, avoiding it, whatever. God's going to renew your strength to handle it in the way that's going to glorify him the best, right? So I feel like the takeaway here is to take your situations, leave it at God's feet, Make your own heart right with God, right? And then you're going to humble yourself and you're going to do whatever's going to bring him the most glory to resolve that issue in the same day. And sometimes it is about talking uh, with somebody and communicating with them why you feel upset, but you're going to do it in a way that glorifies God, but it's going to be open communication. So you're not giving a foothold to Satan to get in between your relationship, um, to fester things in your heart to cause resentment against them, you're going to have a loving, open communication with that person and the hopes to reconcile with them, right? You're going to reconcile and bring glory to the Lord. You have to be willing to resolve everything right before the day is over, okay? Um, Saying that to myself. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. So if you want to do things like the world does or like, you did before you got saved or, you know, was walking right with the Lord, then great, you're going to have the same results. Um, But if you're saved, he made you into a new creature. So that means you're going to do things the way that he does things. You're going to have victory in him because he's sovereign. He knows all and you're a new creature in him. So you don't have to act like, you know, fleshly scumbag 
who is selfish and wants their own way and refuses to reconcile because they're too prideful. Ah. That's for all of us. We're all stubborn, right? But God is good and he can move our heart and um, break this heart of stone and, and mold it into what he wants it to be if I'm willing, okay? Okay, so I am going to add a song to the podcast Spotify playlist by Jason Crabb. It is called Good Morning Mercy and some of the lyrics are... Good morning, mercy. You call me worthy. Feels like the sun shining on my face. Living's good this side of grace. I feel it working. Goodbye to the hurting. You woke me up. Put me on my way. Hallelujah. It's a brand new day. Good morning, mercy. I like that song. It's peppy. It's, you know, praising the Lord and just kind of keeping your affections on things above and not so much like, woe is me and life's a bummer or anything like that. Like, God is good and he uh, gives you victory if you would just... Walk with him. Let him give you victory by living through you. All right, you guys. I'll link to the podcast Spotify playlist in the show notes. And if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to you all next Monday. (laughs) 